So I will try to finish Hilchas Tefillin by the end of the week. So let's discuss a very important topic, and that is the, the Tefillin Sharash and the proper place for it to be on one's head. So there are three different discussions here. We'll try to get to two of them today, and the third one we'll, we'll have to com- complete tomorrow. And that is, first of all, the, sig- the significance of having Tefillin in the proper place. Very important. The second thing would be the Makoim Tefillin Shabarosh, that the actual place where you put the bias of the Tefillin Shabarosh. And the third discussion is the proper place for the knot, the Keshashel Tefillin that we, that we have in the back of our head, uh, the proper place for that. So we'll have to get to that tomorrow. The Mishabur says that there's an there's a importance to have the Tefillin Shabarosh in the proper place. He says, imagine your tefillin shalash is, is uh, drooping down, it's near your eyes. So that, he says, is is called maise karam. The karam used to have, you know, the Pasuk says, to put tefillin beininecha between your eyes. They don't they don't believe in Tarash Shabbat. I don't know how they got tefillin, but whatever they assumed tefillin were, so they would put that in between their eyes, literally, beininechem. So if someone has tefillin drooping down and it's not in the proper place, so the Mishnah calls that Maisa Karam. He's being over on a mitzvah saseh deraisa. He's not being yoytza tefillin if it's not in the proper place. And he says very important. So he says a uh, Yerei Shemayim should go around telling people that your tefillin is off. It's not in the center. The Archa Shulchan writes that he sees that some people literally go to shul and walk from, from person to person telling them, to, to fix your tefillin. And he says, Ashri Chalkam, it's great. They care about another Jew. They want they want to make sure that everybody is being Mekayim, the mitzvah tefillin. And obviously a person should do it in a proper, respectful way. But he says it's a good thing. It's not a good thing just to let people in your shul or sitting on your table by davening not wearing tefillin properly. So that's the first thing, the significance of making sure the tefillin shalash are in the proper place. So what exactly is the proper, pra- proper place? So the Gemara Menachas tells us, that Beni Necha means uh, Zu Kadkaid. That's the that's the that's the Kadkaid. And the Gemara asks, what's a Kadkaid? So the Gemara says the Makayim that the Mayach of a Tinak is uh, is right face. That's the place where a the the skull of a baby is soft, which is called a fontanel. That's the place where a person should be putting tefillin. And the Gemara goes on to say, in a similar way, the Gemara on Lamed Zayin and Mabez tells us that maybe Beni Nechim is taken literally. How do I know that Beni Nechim means B'makam Goyvesh on the top of the head? Maybe it's literally Beni Nechim between your eyes. So the Gemara brings another passage. The Gemara says, it says by, it says one of the things that the Kananim used to do was they used to make a bald, a bald spot between their, uh, on their head. In, uh, in mourning of a mace or being upset when someone died. So the Pasuk says, You should not make a bald spot between your eyes for a dead body. Now, over there, you can't make yourself a bald spot near your eyes. It has to be talking about in a Makam Sarah, it has to be a place of, of, uh, of hair. So, too, so Malahalam Gavish Abraish, Makam Karcha, a place that makes you bald. Avkan Begoyvashabarash, oh so to here, it's talking about the Goyvashabarash. There's another answer the Gemara says. Abhuda says that when the Torah says Tfilun Shayan and Tfilun Sharash, the same way by Tfilun Shayat, it's it's in one place, and it would only be if someone got saras, it would be one type of saras. It's only on skin, it's not on hair. So it's only Makam Haroyli Tami Benega Echad. So Bini Necha is basically it's part here and part skin. It also it would not be one type of terrace, it would be two different types of terrace. And we are assuming that 
it would only be one type of teras. Therefore, it must be talking about the uh, uh, the head, the, the scalp, and not talking about literally Beni Necham. Either way, the Gemara concludes, that's our Masara Tarash that the the tefillin is not put directly between your eyes. It is, in fact, put on, on one's head. And the way most Rishonim learn is that you have a certain area where you can work with. You have somewhere between the the your the roots of your hair all the way back until the place where the uh, the scalp of a baby is soft. That would be your place where you could put on tefillin. The Yushami says that Makam Yesh there's a place on your head to put two pairs of tefillin. Now, most, most Rishonim learn that means you could put them you could have one on the other. Basically, you'll have in a vertical line, you'll have two pairs of tefillin, so you have enough space for your tefillin. And you have a nice distance, you have, sorry, you have a nice amount of area where you can work with to make sure your tefillin is in the proper place. There's another way of learning this Yushami, which the Beisaisa says it must be the Ramam hall like this, because the Ramam holds you have a very small area where you, where you can put your tefillin. He holds that you should not put it on the on the goyvish abarish mama. It shouldn't be on the top part of the head. It has to be towards the front, towards towards the forehead. So you only have from the roots of the hair till a small distance back. And I, the Gemara says, makam yesh barish l'nech, you know, two pairs of tefillin. That's talking about side by side, not front and back. That's not, now most Rishonim do not learn like this. The Ber Halacha says a person should be choshish for this lechatchila. And lechatchila, you should not get very, very large tefillin because that might be, it might go too far back. However, the Ber Halacha says I'd rather you be machmir, meaning be makel on, on the Rambam and allow your tefillin to go a little further than than uh, he might want than to have your tefillin drooping down. Because if your tefillin is drooping down, everyone agrees you're not yet Additionally, that would be the practice of the karoim to put tefillin between your eyes. So it's more important to have your tefillin a little higher up and than to have your tefillin drooping down. So, excuse me, the Taz points out that many people assume that as long as you have some parts of your tefillin uh, behind your hairline, that's fine. Halacha is not like that. Come out, all the players can agree that Every part of the t- of the bias of the tone has to be has to be behind the your hairline. So it's not about where the hair currently is; it's where the hair, the roots, the roots of the hair. So the person has to literally look look at what he's doing, and you'll see that you, you make sure your tefillin box is leaning, is resting on the roots of your hair, and not in front of it. And you look around and shul. Unfortunately, many people do not realize. That the tefillin is, is way too low. There is a there is a Dibri, famous Dibri Chaim, just on the same note. The Dibri Chaim says a person should not use a mirror. He was very against mirrors and shuls and then using mirrors. And he said, I you need tefillin uh, has to be in the proper place. He says, No, he goes with this Basyosef's opinion in the in the Rambam that as long as you could even put tefillin side by side, it's not so it's not so important to make sure the tefillin are are directly centered in the middle. The uh, the Dibri Yoyal, Satan Rebbe wrote that uh, tfil, uh, mirrors have no place in shul. So uh, the ba- they say the Baal used to use his his uh, snuff box. It was made out of metal and or silver, and you were able to, to use it as a mirror for, for your tefillin. 
However, many of the pipes can be look around, they, they do use a mirror to, to see if the tefillin is in the right place. Rabbi Menashe Klein, that's how it brings down that the brisker rub used to use a mirror in order to make sure the tefillin were directly in the middle. Now, there are different opinions of how exactly in the middle it has to be. I know they bring that from Rabbi Willig, Shlita, that Beit Necha doesn't have to mean literally smacking between your eyes. As long as it's somewhat in between your eyes, that's fine. But some of the pipes can, many of the pipes can do not say that. They say it has to be as as much as set, as centered as possible, that's the way a person should be wearing the tefillin. And there are those places that say the kavish v'hoya should be on one side of the head, and shaman v'hoyim shmai should be on the other side, directly in the middle. That's the halacha. Okay, so again, we have a few different halachas here just to bring it back, bring it back to the halacha l'maisa. So the person's putting on tefillin. If you can use a mirror, that's much better. Make sure your tefillin are the the tefillin, the bias shalroish has to be. The entire thing has to be resting on the makam of a makam sar, makam of hair. Now, many places can assume that means even the sides, the sides of the tefillin. Let's say a person has a widow's peak, so maybe the the sides of the bias will be on on the forehead. Even the middle will be on here, so that's not correct. The whole the whole titura, the whole bottom of the tefillin, should be on makam sar on the hairline, not. Let's say a person has long hair that grows out of the you know the roots, but it goes much further down. That's not that's not what the the price can say. It has to be on the place of the roots, and that's how a person should be wearing tefillin, even on the sides. So, Mitzvah tomorrow we'll talk about the knots. There are different minhagim in the kasher shal tefillin. Some have a dalid, some have something that looks like a mem or a double dalid. There's uh, different, different opinions, so we'll get to exactly the different opinions of the Kesher, and we'll talk about the proper place where it should be. And this comes up, a person borrows someone's tefillin, tefillin sharosh, unless you have a very, uh, unless you have an identical, even a very, very similar head, you're not going to be yaitza tefillin by borrowing someone's tefillin. And the Mishabura says a person should avoid borrowing tefillin. When it comes to a lulav or a talus, no, no, as long as the person has somewhat a kasher lulav or a kasher talus, you don't lose much by borrowing. When it comes to tefillin, when the size is so significant that it fits you, it has to be kshira, uh, has to be on your head, has to be, a, you know, it has to be a, literally on your head, so you're not going to be yotza if it's too loose or too tight. So we're going to talk about the proper place tomorrow.